0: Hey everybody, it's Jason. I know you've heard my voice many times in the podcast, and I'm here to tell you about something very interesting coming up. I want to let you know about an incredible opportunity for you to get free tips and strategies to build and monetize your personal brand. My good friend Rory Vaden is a New York Times bestselling author and Hall of Fame speaker, and he and his wife founded a company called Brand Builders Group, and they have put together a huge online summit where they are interviewing some of the most influential personal brands in the world on their never before shared secrets of how they became who they are today. So who's speaking at the summit? We've got Lewis Howes, got Michael Hyatt, Dennis Rodman, Kevin Harrington, Jay Baer, Donald Miller, and more. This is a rare opportunity for you to hear the stories about how they became New York Times bestselling authors, how they built high paid keynote speaking careers, how they have grown massive online followings and exactly what they have done to create large multi-seven-figure businesses. If you're someone who is looking to create any type of influence, you have to check this out. It's totally free, and you're going to be learning from the masters who've actually done this. So I want you to encourage to head over to the show notes today, and in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to this summit. Again, completely free. Take a look at it. I feel super confident you will find it valuable. And now, enjoy the episode. My guest on the show today is my friend, coach, speaker, trainer, Erin Conlin. Erin, um, prior to becoming a coach, she was actually an attorney. So I think you call yourself a re- re- recovering attorney. You worked with both individuals and multinational Fortune 50 corporations. Now her individual coaching clients are executives, leaders with impacts in many different sectors, legal, healthcare, consulting, education, entertainment. In addition to her coaching practice, Erin is also a podcaster. And she has she's the host of a podcast called This Is Not Advice, which is a brilliant title. And is a leader in training with Accomplishment Coaching. Erin regularly speaks and gives workshops on breaking up ba- binary thinking, communicating your greatness, and brown boundaries for brilliance. Welcome, Erin. How are you?
1: I'm good. I thought you were going to say brown nosing for brilliance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that could be a thing as well. Brown nosing for brilliance. I. <laughs> I've spent, as, as a fellow person who spent a lot of time in corporate, that's a thing, for sure. It is. Brown-nosing it is. for fake brilliance, or uh, as we call it, office office politics. It's so good to have you on. We've been talking about this for a while, and here we are. We are I'm finally doing an episode. I'm so excited
1: to be here. Yeah. I know.
0: We're going we're gonna to have a great time. So I think we should probably just get right into it. What do you think?
1: I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. By the way, I really like the picture. The colors behind you are very nice.
1: Thank you. My friend, Suzanne, Suzanne Stewart, the mm-hmm. artist, follow her on Instagram, Suzanne, Suzanne Stewart, Stewart. Art, um, painted this for me. And it is like, just, I don't know. It's nice to be surrounded by a, a palette of color when I'm yeah. looking at zoom.
0: Yeah. It's very good that it's more very, than my face. Yeah. It's like kind of the opposite. Then we're everybody listening is not going to see this, but I have this like black and white photo of the Brooklyn bridge in four sections that I really like, but is not very colorful. No, it's not. So I'm already feeling, I'm already feeling a little, uh, I'm feeling a little judging of myself that you have way more color than me. So maybe we'll just, we'll secretly compete with each other this entire <laughs> episode. It'd <It'll> be amazing.
1: <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we're always doing a little bit? Abs- absolutely.
0: Like- we're always one up in each other. All right, Aaron. But the good news is I can control it's my episode. So I'm just gonna yeah, control the is, hell out of it. This is this is you're on you're on my ride now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hands up, buckled in, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you're ready
0: to go. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Um, so let's kick this off and talk about something that you nerd out about. So yeah, I know you nerd out about a lot of stuff, and I mean not the best way. What what's one thing that you're nerd out about?
1: Oh my God. Uh well, comedy, I am mean, a huge mm. comedy, like the nerdiest of comedy nerds. I love the technique of comedy. I love the very different genres of comedy. I love the art that goes into it. I love how what comedy actually is, is evoking a physical response in somebody that yeah. demonstrates their joy. It's very similar. Making somebody laugh is very similar to uh, giving someone an orgasm. Mm. And I'm a big fan of it.
0: You're a big fan of both of those. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I really am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a people pleaser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I like, I like, I like both of those things, laughing, orgasms. It's all good. It's all, it's all, Uh it's all right in your wheelhouse. Um, All right. So I just talked about comedy with another guest this week. Uh, She is also a comedian and Mm -hmm. I, we talked about this. So I want to ask you the same question. Who is, well, so first of all, can you stop being humble and say that you're actually a comedian as well? Like, st- like, let's not yeah. Peter on the bush. You're, you're actually somebody who performs comedy. You do improv. Like you're a comedian in your own right.
1: Yeah. I, I did a lot of comedy. I've done three years of improv. I was in standup for many, many years. I I have chops.
0: I have trap. I look at it. It's like, I, lo- I love, I love comedy, but I'm not going to tell you that I actually do comedy. So humble. Well,
1: It's a, it's a different kind of scene now with COVID. So I'm not like I stopped going to and doing shows a few years ago, like right before COVID started with the intention that maybe one day I would go back to performing and I'm not doing zoom shows and I'm not doing live shows. So I have a hard time saying that I'm a comedian still, but I also feel like it's kind of an identity and it's hard for me to say I'm not.
0: So let's talk comedy heroes. Uh-huh. Who, are, who are your comedy heroes? It, because in, what made me ask you this is the, like, it's not just the funny, but it's actually the technique of it. So who, mm-hmm. like, who are your comedy heroes?
1: So my first comedy hero ever is Lucille Ball.
0: Oh, yeah. Do, Brilliant. You, want,
1: do you want to hear a childhood story?
0: No, but you can tell me anyway. Yes, I do okay. want to hear it. I'm kidding. Don't ask. you I... silly.
1: I used to wake up at like five or five thirty as a kid and go and sneak downstairs and watch reruns of I Love Lucy on Nickelodeon while sitting on the heating vent.
0: At five in the morning?
1: Yeah. I it just I loved it. The house was quiet. Nobody was there. I had I have a lot of younger siblings. Yeah. And it was like my peaceful, joyful time. Yeah. I've Lucy, seen every yeah. episode.
0: Yeah. I, I watched I Love Lucy growing up too. My grandparents. She's such a Like, I feel like she's known, but people that didn't grow up watching it, like, don't, I don't know that that show gets watched by a lot of people anymore who didn't grow up watching it. And she's, Mm -hmm. she's kind of one of, she's kind of one of the OGs of female comedy, like her timing, her relationship with Desi, her husband, like, and then um, their neighbors, like phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Carol Burnett would not exist without Lucille Ball, who would not exist, you know, like, I just want to acknowledge the trailblazer that she was she mm-hmm. was building a media empire as a woman in the 1950s
0: right which wasn't a thing right which wasn't a thing what um what anybody anybody else that's a Shiro of yours
1: a shiro i i mean i love sarah silverman i think that she's yeah. really genuine and hilarious and i appreciate amy schumer more now than i did before mm. um I, like i it is hard for me to shit on any comedian. They might not be my t- bag of tea. Like I might not yeah. like them. There are jokes that much, but it is hard work being successful in that industry. Yeah. And if you are willing to make yourself vulnerable in that way and show up every day in the way that you need to show up, then I automatically think that you're a badass.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like the old truth in comedy. There's something being a comedian, you're kind of burying your soul. Like
1: like mm-hmm.
0: all the, the the only, the only comedians I don't like when I'm like, this isn't really you. Yep. Um, carrot
1: top, for example.
0: Yeah, Don't like carrot top either.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying because there's nothing authentic about. No,
0: it's just like, it is, he's a comedian, but it's like half of it's a show. It's like the things he does, it's outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to this with another guest. Um, we're, we're recording this the week of, uh, Monday was the 12th, September 12th. And there was a a comedy show at Madison Square Garden this week. Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Dave Attell, Colin Quinn, I think uh, Tom Segura, and like four other just like phenomenal, phenomenal comedians. Oh, was a woman
1: on the lineup.
0: I don't know if there was actually John Mulaney.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I, I share this because. John Mulaney was up near where we live last Friday, and they've started a new thing that I think is really awesome for comedians. They give you this bag that you put your phone in and you can't use it during the show and you can't get in unless you do it.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Dave Chappelle was in at Summerfest this past weekend. Summerfest is this like big week long or two weeks long festival in Milwaukee where they have vendors and concerts and whatever. And my neighbors went. And they told me about those bags. I love like it. It was kind of a pain, but it made us be more present.
0: So just to, to wrap on this thing, when John Mulaney was up here, um, he was at a place called Bethel Woods. It's the original site of where Woodstock took place in Bethel, New York. Okay. And there um, the, the venue is like, Hey, as part of the show tonight on Instagram, John and we have requested that you're going to use these things. Like it's a requirement. And there was a bunch of people that were like, this is America. You can't make us do that. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yes, we can. It is a private venue. It is John's show. And they're like, you can't make us do that. And like all these people attacked those people for being like, bro, put your phone away for a couple hours. Like, can you just like actually enjoy something besides having to film it? So that's a whole different thing. But I just thought it funny, like, you can't do that. I'm like, no, you you definitely can. It is not a federal property. It is not a public place that anybody can do what you want. The policies are set by these places. And uh, my friend who I had on the show, she told me that a couple people broke up their phones anyway at the garden and Chappelle like literally saw them and literally stopped the show and said, security, take them out. They took them out. And I'm like, yes, so awesome. So well, awesome.
1: It's kind of an interesting point. Like as a recovering attorney, I actually hear that as a legal issue. Like what people think that things are rights with a capital R that are not rights with no. a capital R it's, no. enti- it's entitlement and you are yeah. being righteously entitled not violated.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is not public property. It would be like me going to Aaron's apartment or Aaron's house. And you are being like, Hey, I prefer you in my house. There's no shoes. And I'd be like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm like, actually you can, it's your property. Literally you can.
1: Yeah. You don't don't have to come in. in The other thing is you don't have to come in. If you don't want to play by the (laughs) rules that exist, don't play, go home,
0: go watch John Mulaney's Netflix special. I'll enjoy the, I'll enjoy the, uh, the ticket to the live show. All right. I know we could geek out on comedy. I'm going to move us forward because otherwise we will just geek out on comedy because this is what I will end up doing. And then we'll (laughs) be like, well, that was a fun conversation with Aaron and Jason about comedy. Uh, Aaron, (laughs) what's something that is inside of your comfort zone that might be outside of somebody else's and I'm taking doing stand-up comedy off of your list. I'm removing it from the ability to answer that. What do you got for us?
1: Uh, Something that's inside of my comfort zone that's outside of somebody else's that isn't comedy.
0: Performing comedy specifically.
1: Well, I'll take all public speaking off the table because yeah. I'm I'm comfortable with that. I have made yeah. a living on it. So that, that probably doesn't. Um you know what it is going on dates.
0: Oh, um, oh this is all oh, I I'm you know. I know this I'm already, is
1: your catnip, Jason, but <sighs> I am so comfortable with going on dates.
0: Comfortable going on dates. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have no other questions about that but I do have another question for you. <laughs> what's something that's outside of your comfort zone that might be inside of somebody else's. And I really hope it's a follow-up to your answer of what you're comfortable doing. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. I'm kidding. You can answer however you want, obviously. Yeah. So what's something like the reverse, like what's something that's outside be like, Hey, like that's really easy for people. You're like, Oh my God, I had really struggle with that.
1: It's actually kind of the same. It's maintaining relationships. Like if mm-hmm. there's a certain point for me where I'm like, I know enough.
0: <laughs> I'm picturing you like <laughs> dating and after like three dates, you sit down and they're like, Hey, you want to get together? You're like, I know enough. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the drop. You're like, <laughs> I'm like a text message or like, you're like at the end of the third date, they're like, so we, we, we hanging out tonight. You want to have a drink in my place? You're like, I know enough. <laughs>
1: I really would say something like <laughs> i can that. totally see you doing
0: that you're like i've had my paralegal uh i've had my paralegal prepare um the brief for the end of this date i don't know <laughs> this is the settlement the settlement is that i know enough i don't believe that we are going to we're gonna complete this merger um it's been real i would like to thank you for like for all your efforts and i just don't i just don't know that this is this is going forward that this is the thing <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I like, it's not that I'm afraid of intimacy, but no. Yeah.
0: You know just, what you want.
1: Well, and it makes like that. It's outside of my comfort zone. I live alone. I've been single for a really long time. It is uncomfortable for me to be in close quarters with people for long periods of time.
0: Do you relate to, do you consider yourself an introvert?
1: I'm a massive introvert. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's a lot. To, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to be with people. Um, when you date, I'm trying to find you a, a partner here on the podcast. Okay. This is my secret. Well, when you date, do you prefer dating introverts or extroverts? I don't care. You don't? Okay. Because the reason I ask is I've had this conversation before. I know a lot of introverts are like, I really want an extrovert so that I can like have them kind of drive, do a little more of the driving of the conversation, at least to start. Um, Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious.
1: That's not really the thing for me. Like driving conversation isn't an issue. Like I can, I want somebody who's engaging. Like I just actually want to meet somebody who I want to spend time with. And it doesn't yeah. matter to me whether they're an introvert or an extrovert, but what matters to me is that I'm not doing all the work. Yeah, And like, I, you know, I was a lawyer. I have my own business. I am constantly taking care of a lot of things. Yeah. And part of what I like am dying to have is somebody who can show up and take care of me a little bit too.
0: Mm, Yeah. I think this is, we, we have a a mutual friend that I've had this conversation with who shall remain Mm -hmm. nameless. You may know who I'm referring to.
1: I I think I have an idea.
0: You have an idea. You've probably spoken to her about this. She has the same thing, right? She's like, I take care of people all day. She's actually um, a licensed social worker too. So it's like, I literally take care of people all day. I don't want to have to take care of another kid or adult when I go on a date or when we have a relationship, I get that. Um, I get that. I'm, I'm thinking about in my relationship, my marriage. Uh, and we don't really take that good of care of each other all the time. I think that's probably part of it. That's probably how we avoid it. Well, we try to, but we're both super, super independent. Yeah, Which, which creates probably a lot of good stuff. And also some areas for, to take a look at, as we like to say.
1: Yeah. So maybe you have some uh, comforts on intimacy,
0: Oh, there's no Challenges. doubt. I'm not, Oh, I mean, just because I'm the host doesn't mean I'm not over here. Like, you know, like thinking for myself here. Um, yeah. Last question on your dating life. Well, no, probably not the last question. Last question for this little section.
1: Okay.
0: What's the number one thing that will have you say yes. When somebody asks you out, like, what's the thing that will have you go like, yeah, it's cool. Cause you said it's easy. For, you, you have no problem dating. What's the thing. If there's somebody listening out there, that's like, Hey, she, she sounds cool. Like, let's give it a shot. What's the thing that will usually have you say Yes
1: either a plan of something to do Mm. or like uh, an express interest in me as a human being.
0: Yeah. I think those two things are both
1: pretty, pretty low stakes. (laughs) Well, you would be shocked, Jason, how many people (laughs) on hinge Bumble, Tinder, the league. Okay. Keep it. All of them are like, Hey, thanks for matching with me. Want to go on a date? And I'm like, why would I? (laughs) Like, what? what's in it for me? If you tell me where we're going, maybe at least I'll know what I want to (laughs) order.
0: Well, don't, don't you think that's their opening? uh, Like, don't you think that's like from a legal, that's their opening offer of like, hey, are you interested based on what you see about me? And then, so if it was me, I don't, I actually don't think that's strange. I'd be like, hey, do you want to go out? And then if I get a response of like, hey, yeah, maybe what are you thinking? Then we could build something together versus like, hey, do you want to go to a comedy show? And you're like, well, this, I really like this girl. She seems great, but she hates comedy. I'm done.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm more referring to this, like, very generic. Mm. Like, they're probably the third line that they ask everyone is want to meet up. Like, it's not about me.
0: You're getting spammed on dating apps is what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. like, it, it, there's just not a lot of connection in it. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't take a lot to create connection between two people. <laughs> it, it All I could say is like hey, I really liked this thing that you said on your profile. I'd love to learn a little bit more about it.
0: <laughs> You're like, did you even look at my profile? Or are you do. literally swiping right and then spamming me with a bot?
1: I think that they are. <laughs> I also do think that there are bots out there. And like, Oh, there are.
0: Oh, there for sure are.
1: Like these uh like scammers who are like trying to find lonely women.
0: Yeah, catfishing. Yeah, I know somebody who got catfished on Bumble and this guy, she's like he's really nice, blah blah blah, we're going to meet up and then all of a sudden, hey, you know what? I'm in Singapore and I can't access my American bank account right now. Could you wire me $500 so I can get out of the country? I'm like, mm, "Catfish." After the but this is like even, a month. I, he played her for a month.
1: I don't even get that far with people.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're like, "I've I've I've heard enough."
1: I mean, there's some, there's some really big clues. One is like, if the, their typing is terrible, there's like weird spaces. That's usually assigned to me that they are like probably a bot or a catfisher. Mm-hmm. They, there's like a grammar thing that happens. Yeah. Um, Cause I think a lot of those catfishing people are out of the country and then the other, no, they are. The yeah. Se- yeah. That's the second part is they're always six miles away.
0: Always. Isn't that amazing mm-hmm. how they're all right there. It's so, so weird
1: how you. many men who match with me live exactly six miles exactly away. Exactly
0: six. And you live in Chicago. Chicago,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: a very large metropolitan area that's statistically improbable that they all live six miles like, away from you. Like, do like you live just,
1: they all live in a circle <laughs> six miles away from me?
0: I want to, I want to do a math here for a second before we move on. Do you live close enough to Lake Michigan that like part of it would be they'd be living in Lake Michigan if they're all oh, six miles a, away?
1: A solid. That's amazing. I'm doing the math. Uh, 70 degrees of the circle.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm on a houseboat in Lake Michigan, like right? Out in the middle of it, like three miles off the shore. That is amazing. That's amazing. Um, this is, God, this is just another topic that I think I could spend the next 30 minutes on. So I'm not going to, but I'd like to. Mm,
1: we, can, let's, <laughs> we can come back.
0: We'll, we'll come back. So um, let's take a really brief commercial break and we'll be right back after this.
2: The Talking to Cool People podcast is brought to you by Jason Frizzell Coaching. Jason works with amazing people who are looking to find and develop their passion and purpose and create their journey to wherever it is they want to go. Check us out at jasonfrizzell.com, Facebook, or on Instagram. Jason loves hearing from anyone who thinks it would be cool to connect, to be coached, or to be a guest on our show. Email him at podcast at jasonfrizzell.com or DM him on Facebook and Instagram. And now, back to some more amazing conversation on talking to cool people.
0: Cool. All right, Aaron. What do you want us to know about you? Hmm.
1: I think the thing I really want people to know about me that I just run into time and time again is that I'm not as inaccessible as I present myself to be.
0: (laughs) There's work. I'm I'm sensing a theme. There's a theme to all of your answers so far.
1: Yeah.
0: Expound upon that, please.
1: You know, like I have a bad habit of not texting people. And it is not because I do not care about them. Like, I love my friends. I never text them. I love my family. Mm -hmm. My dad called me once and he was like, we haven't talked to you in a month. And I was like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, if I get stuck in my, lately, I've just noticed that I'm like doing my days and I don't think to text people and say hi. Mm. And that I think the feedback that I get from my friends and family is that it means people interpret that as like, I don't give a shit Mm. and I give tons of shits.
0: Yeah. Mm. What's the disconnect then?
1: Well, to go back to relationships, you know, I had a few dating relationships where I felt like I was doing a lot of the work. Mm -hmm. And I think I have, I really like overcorrected.
0: Hmm. Do you like, um, do you like to be chased?
1: And I do like to be pursued. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do, do, and I'm not just talking romantic relations. I'm talking about like clients and maybe not, maybe not like coaching clients, but in your corporate career, do you, do you like when people are like, Hey, Aaron, we need you like mm-hmm. that. That's a, yeah. That's a thing, right. It's like, you want to be wanted and needed and it's nice to have them be proactively like, Hey, we need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting into some good therapy. So now, so when in your childhood was this, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but um, it's interesting because you had mentioned earlier that it's not that hard to connect. It's not that hard for people to connect with you if they just express, express it. But then it sounds like that's something you probably see in yourself too, is what it sounds like. And it shows up in the way that you like are, can appear to be distanced from people, even though you're not
1: yeah I mean, I think you could probably speak to this a little bit, like I always say hi when you yeah, say hi to me, of
0: course, yeah, for sure. yeah, I've never it's experienced the, this at all,
1: and it's not an ice out, and the I probably i can I can think of once or twice that I've actually texted you,
0: yeah, that's true. yeah, wow, not now I'm sad over here.
1: <laughs> <sighs> you know, Jason, I do care about you.
0: Oh, thank you, Aaron. I care about you as well. This is a very touching moment. <laughs> we went from marriage dating life to now we're having a moment. But no, I, I I do find it interesting that, um, well, it sounds like you actually know this is what people want from you. And you're just like, do you just, is it just like a forgetfulness thing? Yeah. So just forgetfulness. Yeah.
1: It's like, I mean, part of the problem with managing as much as I manage all by myself and I don't have like an, I don't have an official assistant yet. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that I could probably outsource that I haven't.
0: Like texting um, your friends and family. You're like, here's a list of people. Can you send them a generic message for my phone?
1: Or <laughs> I could have somebody else make my meals for me or yes. take my dog for a walk yes. or like some of those yes. things that I don't need to do all by myself all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But, you know, there there's like a running list of things I need to do. and Texting people is never on that list.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I can also see where it's just it's so it's a choice you're making.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: gotcha. So for all those who are listening and know Aaron, dad and friends, like it's nothing personal is what I'm hearing. It's just it's just like kind of your natural thing. Well,
1: yeah, and I think part of it, too, just to be super frank is At the point I am in my business, Mm -hmm. I am on the tipping point of like really cool growth. Yeah. And so it is important to me coming from a career where I felt like a failure to, to really embrace the success that I'm having. Mm -hmm. And so I have yet to have an experience in my life where I am very good at being successful professionally and Mm -hmm. personally, and I'm working on it and just, and COVID gave this like really great excuse for my introvert self to stay an introvert for 18 months. Yeah. And so like part of it is breaking up with that pattern that COVID yeah. created. Cause like I wasn't texting anybody. Cause like, why we're not going anywhere or doing anything. Hey, what are you up to? I just watched season one of Bridgerton. I liked it too. Cool. What are you watching? Younger. Oh, that's a great show. Like, I can this only is, have that conversation over text so much.
0: This is where I, you and I are complete opposites. If you're like, yo, what's up? i would be like, so good to hear from you. Let's have a, tr- let's have a talk about nothing for an hour on text. Cause I'm hundred <laughs> percent extroverted, like literally 100% extroverted on the Myers-Briggs. So like, for me, like I'm wildly accessible on all electronic forms of communication. Most of the time, you know, I'm overwhelmed when I don't respond. So for me, it's like, for me, it is a like, ooh, that's the first sign where I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm not in my mode. I'm not in a good mode. Like I when I'm not responding, people are like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. And I texted you. I'm like, oh shit. That means that I am overwhelmed. And that is actually my number one sign for it. But generally, if I'm not overwhelmed, I'm like, yo, you could text me, email me whenever you want, and I will probably make time for you. Yeah. But that's also core to like I'm a connection person. That's kind of core to who I am. So um I have my deficiencies in other places, but that's probably the thing. Like my wife's like, you're so available to everybody. I'm like, I know that's right. And like, and I, what she's actually <laughs> saying is, but not as available to me. As you're maybe available be to
1: everybody else. Everybody not else. Me. I'm like, what like, makes yeah. me special?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So now I'm talking about myself. So now like you're a podcast host. So you ask people questions and interview people. Yeah. I would love if you, I would love to hand you the hosting, the ho- virtual hosting mic and have you ask me something. So what do you want? What do you want to ask me that I can answer for you and everybody else listening?
1: What do you like about being married?
0: (laughs) What do I like about being married? I like a lot of things about being married. Uh, This is an interesting question and it's very timely because I just did another interview with someone. And one of the things that she wanted us to know about her was that she likes being married and she has a happy marriage. And um, we had a a fun conversation. I won't spoil what her second thing was, but it was hilarious. I'll tell you after the episode. I won't spoil it for the listeners.
2: Um,
0: What I like about being married is for me, like I've been married now by background. We got married in May of 2009. So that would be, I guess, 12 and a half years. What I like about being married is the truth is I like being married because I love my wife. I like being married to my wife. I, there is definitely a world where I could have never been married and I would have been totally cool with that. Mm. It just so happens that her and I have a really good partnership. And I say that after having an interesting discussion this morning, that was really not a good partnership. Um, do you, but, do you, owe,
1: your, do you owe your wife an apology?
0: Um, it, I don't, <laughs> we, we, just need a, we just need a further discussion about some things. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe probably, we probably owe each other an apology, honestly, for like mm-hmm. a misunderstanding, but Um, I like being married because I like being married to her. Mm -hmm. I am not ever somebody and I got married when I was 31. So I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to get married younger. I don't, I don't, I would not be mind if I wasn't married. Like I like people, but I don't, but I'm super, like, I'm interesting. I love people, but I'm also super independent. And my Mm -hmm. wife is also super independent as well. She's also an extrovert, but she's probably more in the middle um, of extroversion. So I like, um, I like having her as my best friend. I like that. I like raising a family. So we have a five-year-old and uh, a one-year-old in three weeks. He's turning one on October 4th, Charlie, Charlie bear, Charlie bear. I know he's like a, like a little, and he's huge. He's like a beast. He's, he's, he's living up to the bear name. I like raising a family. That's a super fun, super fun thing. I like, I just like having like a ride or die to go through life with, to build things with. So um like to buy property together or uh, hey like I'm running my own business like you are she has a she has a good job and I really value her expertise and opinion on a lot of business things it's really cool to have an in-house business consultant she's a yeah. she's a marketer and a salesperson I'm like hey like what do you think of this thing for my brand what do you think of that and I love that I um and it's just really nice to have somebody to that you know you can always rely on maybe not in the moment Mm. but overall we know we, we know each got each other's backs even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment. And yeah. And having, and having that partnership and ex- somebody to experience life together was the ups and the downs, the adventures. And so that's what I, that's what I like about being married.
1: It sounds really fun. I would like, it is to fun. Do.
0: You, you, you will <laughs> find, you will find it if you, if you set your mind to it.
1: I don't know. I was dating pretty solidly regularly for a long time. And it I like, I will admit that I haven't been dating that much this year mostly because I haven't felt like anything is all that interesting to go to.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I get it. But it's um this is where you kind of also have to like give up the it's in your control thing and like mm-hmm. if it's meant to be it's meant to be whatever that yeah. thing is for you.
1: Yep, that's why like I like to think of it as I regularly tell the universe that I am available and hopefully like when that other person is also available we can
0: Yeah, that's how I mean that's how my wife and I met was definitely like a very much a like we kind of have a and I want to share the story today I've shared it on the on a few other episodes but we we like kind of had like a New York rom-com in, like, each
1: in each other's orbits. In each other's, yeah,
0: totally. In each other's orbits. I threw a party. I was dating somebody else who had the almost exact same name as her at the time. It's it's, it's kind of like a funny like sitcom thing. It, it actually was almost like a friend's episode. And then oh. we we di- we only dated for 11 months and then got engaged and got married a year later. And this is after I'd gotten out of a year and a half relationship with a woman who had the exact same name as her minus one letter, which is <sighs> really interesting um yeah that's
1: super easy to mess up super easy also to mess super up easy to remember
0: <laughs> i did have a friend of mine who called her k2 she uh-huh. was not a huge fan of being number two <laughs> and i said well we ended up getting married so it all worked out
1: <laughs> well k2 is an, a mountain too so it it's is like a mountain an Im- it's an immovable like solid I, w- I would rather be K2 than K1.
0: We can justify this all we want. She was not a big fan of being I know, like the second. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're like, like, no, 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 we can make it this positive. I'm like, it wasn't positive, but it was, it was a joke. It was a joke. You're like, I dated an Aaron and then I dated the second Aaron. I actually like the secondary better, but I'm just going to call it Aaron too, because that's easier for me.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking I've run out of men to date with four letter names and most men are named with four letter names, John, Mark, Matt, Jeff.
0: I mean, I mean, yes, other than Jeff, if you want to take them from the gospel, from the New Testament, I'm just yes. thinking
1: of like, I, the, oh, Seth, there was a Seth, Seth that's not a Seth, gospel. Yeah. That's no, that's not Torah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you're writing some good material in real time here. That's pretty, you're like, yeah, I dated the four apostles. and I also dated somebody from the Torah. That's pretty good. Did you have you ever have you ever dated a Luke?
1: A Luke? I have not dated a Luke.
0: So you've dated, so you've dated Matthew. Have you dated a Mark?
1: I have not dated a Mark.
0: Have you dated a John?
1: Have I dated a John? I have dated. Uh. <laughs> oh, how are we? Da- yeah, I've gone on dates with John.
0: So you've so you've hit two of the apostles. You have two to go, but you have hit somebody from the Torah.
1: <laughs> I, I had a solid relationship with somebody from the Torah.
0: I love it. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. All right, Aaron, let's see. What do I want to ask you next? Let's talk about something that you're like, Share, share with us something that you're passionate about.
1: Like a political topic or just like anything that I'm passionate
0: about. <laughs> yeah. If you about. could just share with us your opinion <laughs> on uh, the 2020 election vaccines and max mask, mask, that would be fantastic. No, what I'm actually asking is more like, um, why well, not? Like, can I give you something that I know you're, I want to actually hear about this yeah. from you're like, I know you're passionate about, um, what you do with specifically with like people that used to be you right? Like yeah. you used to be that attorney who was quite miserable. unfulfilled. Yeah. You used to word miserable. Yeah. I'm curious. Like I'd love to hear and have all of us hear a little bit more about that. Like what is the sort of work you do with people yeah. that used to be you?
1: Yeah, well, I don't only work with uh, lawyers, but I do work with a lot of women who are stretched super thin. And what I love about what I do is the shift in how we are like, changing people's perspective of their experience so they can be doing the same thing from a totally different place and love it because I have it that you don't go to law school for three years. If you really fundamentally hate the law and what you've lost along the way is like the connection to why would you, why is this important to you? um, And what's your bigger vision? Because a lot of times what happens for people is other people's vision becomes their goal. And they're like, why am I doing this? So, you know, getting people enrolled in what they're up to and why they matter and why their role in this thing is important is my jam. Having people see beyond like what they expect to happen and into what they want to happen. Also my jam. Yeah. Um, That's awesome bringing people's creativity into it. What I found is that like, the more you take care of yourself, the more creative you are, the better you will feel in your life and the more you will accomplish.
0: Yeah. And I'm thinking about some attorneys I know. I think this is true for corporate, but then this is me as an outsider. But my impression is that attorneys are notoriously bad at taking care of themselves from like a well being and wellness perspective because yeah. of the workload. It's well, just, it's a lot of work.
1: And so there's this thing, you know, you have a time money thing. You bill so many hours, you get this much money. If you bill this many hours over your baseline, you get this much money. Everyone yeah. kind of has this large goal that they're going for. And then what happens is people conflate how much money they have with their actual value in the world. Mm-hmm. And so that more, more, more thing trains them to think, oh, this is how I'm valuable. Mm. And so why would you take care of yourself when the value that you are creating for yourself is external and out there?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the way the system is set up.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the system's set up to, to burn people out.
0: Yeah, but make a lot of money and then burn themselves out and have health issues. I mean, you can. I mean,
1: it's not a very long-term system. No. It's, no. A, it's a shitty long-term game. <laughs> And then the people who stay long-term, like they're beat up, they're miserable. So they're leading from this place where they're like grumpy and cynical. And so then they're training people below them to expect grumpiness and cynicalness in their future. So of course people are out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That. So what, um, if we could go a little bit deeper here, what kind of work do you, like, let's say that I said, Hey, I know this person, um, this sounds like somebody that would be great for you Aaron to work with. What do you do with them? Like what what's the what kind of things are you looking at with them?
1: The first thing I'm looking at is like all right, what's your day-to-day like? What is missing for you? Then I'm going to look at how are you already great? What makes mm. you you? What makes you already great? And then from that place, all right, if you are already great and these things are missing, if we put those things back or added more, what would your life look like? And then is that where you actually want to be? Because somewhere in there, if that's not where you want to be, then there's an opportunity to reinvent.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's powerful. And it, it sounds it doesn't sound like a long-term thing. It sounds like something you could like work on for a couple hours and get like, really make some progress quickly.
1: Yeah. It doesn't take a lot to change your life. You have to be willing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the first thing you have to be willing.
1: You have to be, you have to be willing and you have to like, be open to the idea that things don't have to be a certain way. You know, like, the isness of how things are, it annoys me. It's all like money isn't real, but we all pretend it's real because yeah. it's real to us, but it's like yeah. not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's the, um, <clears throat> it reminds me of the Zig Ziglar thing. I don't know if you've heard this before. I think it was Zig Ziglar said, um, everybody, everybody knows that money won't make them happy, but everybody wants to find it for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there are those studies that say at a certain point, Money will actually make you happy. I think it's, yeah, it's around six, eighty. It's about 80K eighty a grand now, yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it kind of affords you the lifestyle that for in most. Speaking from somebody who lives in New York City, that is not enough money. But like for most areas of the country, eighty thousand dollars will get you kind of what you want. Um, it'll well, it'll meet your needs. Money
1: hmm It's enough money where you're not stressed and you can have fun, but it's not so much money where it's a burden or a responsibility. And it's not like a keeping up with the Joneses level of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how I grew up.
1: Keeping up with the Joneses?
0: No, uh, no, more like I think my and uh, like my dad was a city manager, so his salary was public in the news oh. in the local town newspaper. So I think he made about seventy thousand dollars a year. My mom's a stay-at-home mom, and you know, as a kid, I never wanted for anything in terms of like, we didn't get everything I wanted, but I never, we never felt any sort I never felt sort of like, oh, we don't have what we want or what we, what we desire. So mm. as a kid, and I, of course, as a kid, you don't really understand, I don't think until you get to a certain age, but, <clears throat> um, that's cool. I know you do important work and I, I, I want to acknowledge you. I think that's, um, it's a really needed thing in the legal industry. Like, I know you work with other people outside the industry, but like specifically where you came from, it's like, it just seems like this is a very necessary thing. I'm thinking about one friend of mine who's an attorney. I'm just like, wow, she doesn't look happy. She send works her for a big corporate. My
1: way, send her my way, Jason. <laughs> Give me an hour with her. I will change her life just in an hour.
0: <laughs> I will. I will actually talk to her. I'm going to see her this weekend.
1: Well, you know, I do actually. Um, my larger mission is to transform the way the legal industry leads.
0: The leadership inside the industry.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm I'm on the precipice of that, and like, Beautiful. I'm really excited about it. And I do think that, oh man, if we if the if if the brain power of lawyers could actually be focused on possibility rather than defensiveness, could you imagine how cool things could be?
0: That would be amazing because it's a bunch of really smart people, in my opinion. Most of the lawyers I know very smart, very capable. And like you said, most of them are very beaten down
1: mm-hmm.
0: by themselves, by the system, by whatever the thing is.
1: Yeah. Their experience is super determinative.
0: Yeah. All right, Aaron, what's the thing that you're most proud of?
1: Uh, changing my whole life. I'm super, pr- I'm super proud of like transforming from, you know, an attorney and uh, comedian to who I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of my business. I'm proud of my staying afloat, <laughs> during, staying a, afloat. during a pandemic. Like yeah. I was really worried about myself for a while. I'm proud of my mm. resilience.
0: That's awesome. Are you proud of your dog?
1: I do love my dog and most days I am proud of her, but sometimes I'm so <laughs> embarrassed by her because <laughs> I get on the phone and she is like, this is my time.
0: Yeah. It's, animals it's give no <laughs> animals give no Fs, but it, the, the, one of the nice things with COVID and going virtual, like, I think what you and I do are generally virtual anyway, but like, I have clients that show up with their animals. And I'm like, I love it. I'm like, this is cool. Like, this is who you are, your dog is a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't she show up on a call for to say hi? Or like, is anybody like, you know, I'm paying you for your time, Aaron. Uh, if you could please chain your dog. Like, I think most people like love seeing animals on cameras for a little bit, at least as long as it's not like completely distracting.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing that is distracting about my dog is not her showing up on camera. It's her bark. It is Ah, a very annoying bark. And it's like that puppy bark that is on the verge of real dog barking, but it's not at real dog barking yet. So it's loud Uh, and squeaky. Yeah,
0: It's a tough time in a dog's life when they're going through puberty and their voice is changing. It's it really is. It's very embarrassing. It's very embarrassing.
1: You know, they need a lot of attention, but they don't know how to ask for it in in an effective way.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and they're at the dog park and they're sniffing butts. And they're like, I think I want this, but I'm just not quite sure. Yeah. It's a very challenging time in, in a dog's life.
1: Yep. And she's learning. She's learned how to hump. And so she's in a humping phase. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Domination. Is, yeah. I love it. I love it's it. It's
1: super hilarious to watch this like little girl puppy go hump big dogs. <laughs> it's like, Why are you doing this? What is the point of you humping this Doberman?
0: <laughs> she's like, bitch, you don't know the point of this. I'm dominating this mf that's that's hilarious all right aaron uh what's something that you're afraid might actually be true about you
1: Mm. oh that i'm dumb i always i'm like wait was that dumb
0: Hmm. do you actually believe that that's true about you some like like are you afraid of that sometimes
1: yeah i mean for example the other day i my phone fell off of my bed while i was sleeping and the screen cracked and it had a screen protector on and i'm like what idiot can break their phone with a screen protector while sleeping like yeah
0: that, really that's- i that's i'm questioning this as well this seems <laughs> there may be you may be onto something here i'm kidding
1: yeah may- no but things like that like mm-hmm. or i'm just always a little bit afraid that people will like decide i'm full of shit
0: mm. the the listeners are going, I think Aaron's really authentic. I think this other dude over here may, (laughs) maybe need need to look in the mirror about some of these things we're talking about today. That's an interesting thing. Do do you think any of that comes from like being highly educated?
1: I do. I think a lot of it does because you know, the kind of work that we do is so intangible and it is not based in like citations. No. And so like, you know, I
0: hired Aaron as my coach. And because of that, I made an extra $63,000 and 50 cents. Like there's no way to actually quantify that, right? Like it's, it's a very, it's a very, um, qualitative type of work that we both do.
1: Yeah. And the, you know, like you might make another, you might get promoted and make another 50 grand a year, but like what actually happens 10 years from now, right. Because of the work that you did with me this year. Right. Like that intangibility. We don't know.
0: Yeah. We don't know. There's no way to tell. All right. Um, uh, let's see. How do you see the world?
1: Hmm. That's a, a nice obtuse question.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is what we, this is what we do here on the show. We being me. Cause it's my show.
1: Yeah. yeah. How do I see the world? Um, I think I see the world as filled with possibility and opportunity
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and like, I don't really see it as dangerous and I know a lot of people do, but that's not my experience of the world. Mm -hmm. And I guess that comes from a place of privilege. Um, Mm. And I do think that the world can be incredibly unfair, but I don't think it always is that way.
0: If I was to ask you this question 10 years ago, what do you think your answer would have been then? And I have no idea what you're doing 10 years ago. uh, Other than I believe you're in your corporate career, right? I was in
1: my corporate career. Um, I think I would have said it's it's a struggle. Like it's Mm. hard.
0: The world is hard, yeah.
1: Yeah, like I would have seen the world as probably more unfair than I currently do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, back then we were still going through the great recession and um, there was a lot of not enough around. Yep. And I, that, that really shaped my experience too. Yeah.
0: Right. Aaron, how can we connect with you and find you? And I'm asking this tongue in cheek. uh, How can we, I don't know. Text you, find you. How can we get a quick response from you, um, Aaron? If you could, if we could just have your um, your your Slack environment, your uh, your text message. If you're on Discord, if you're on Signal, how can we like barrage you with messages to make sure that you get back to us very timely?
1: Wait, wait, what Discord, and <laughs> Signal?
0: <laughs> you're like, what are these things? I'm, um, I'm I'm giving you a little bit of shit here. Yeah, how can how can people find out more about what you do? Like well, obviously have, let's talk about the podcast. Yep. yep. Yeah, the podcast. I
1: ha- well, I have my website, AaronConlin.com. On yep. that website is my email address, Aaron at AaronConlin.com and my phone number. So you can actually text me uh at 312 715 8227 And then, you know, I'm on Instagram. I have two accounts, Aaron underscore Conlin underscore and at this dot is dot not dot advice, which is my coaching and podcast account. Cool. Um, Those are some pretty solid ways to get in touch with me. Or you can okay. just call me Yeah. or let's, put let's, time on my calendar. Let's That's what that. I really need to do is just like have a calendar, Calendly on Bumble and be like set up time. That is a brilliant <laughs> idea.
0: <laughs> if, but, the, but then you got to have an intake form before like they get to that point though. There's got to be some sort of additional intake.
1: Yeah. It'll, it'll be like, here, here's your application and then when somebody passes i'll be like okay here set up time i'll, have, I'll set up like a date schedule wednesday yeah. evenings and saturday afternoons not like wednesday
0: long. evening i'll be sitting at this bar i'll be the girl in the red the red or uh, the green tank top i'll be there um i've got four slots available if you see somebody sitting there with me you can just like- wait you, you're right. You, you can, you can likely be assured that it's going well. If you see nobody sitting next to me, you can actually come earlier because it means that that person you've seen, you've seen enough.
1: <laughs> I've, seen it. I've, I've heard enough. I know enough. I've
0: heard enough. I've, I know enough. Um, So yeah, check out the podcast. Your podcast is uh, deep. It can be funny. It's great. Like you, you're not really giving advice. Although sometimes there's some advice, which I, I definitely, I, think I definitely have my know-it-all
1: tendencies. Yeah. 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 No, it's, no, it's I great. Mean I love to. it.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. It's just like, Hey, like people want to know stuff from you, Aaron.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So, website. If somebody texts you or gets in touch with you, how long will they wait before you get back to them?
1: As long as I am not working,
0: mm-hmm.
1: usually within twenty minutes.
0: Twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Your fa- I- your family's like, you suck.
1: No, I. But you have to like ask me a specific question,
0: yeah. <laughs> or like, hey, girl.
1: Yeah. Sup. Doesn't get a response. Sup? You're like,
0: what do you actually want? Besides like bothering me.
1: Yeah. Excuse me. Is there an agenda to this meeting?
0: They're like, yeah. What's the latest show you've watched on Netflix? I really want to um,
1: know. I Okay. Look, here's the show that I really have been talking about all year. It's younger. It's on Hulu. It was like one of those MTV shows. It's about a 40 year old divorcee who gets back into the publishing industry and pretends to be 26 there's seven seasons of it. It's a delight. I highly recommend it. Watch that show.
0: Sounds like my version of hell. Just going to say it. <laughs> I'm rewatching the Sopranos. So that is sounds a little bit different. So it mean, sounds like there might be a little bit of difference there.
1: Yeah. Different tone. Totally different. Tone. <laughs> totally. A little bit different tone. A <laughs> little bit different
0: tone. All right. Last thing, Aaron. Uh, so first of all, thank you so much for being on with us today. It's been a, been a delight to talk to you, give you some uh, covert or not so covert crap you give me some covert crap back. This is Aaron and I's relationship. You can tell we hopefully get along. Well, if I text you, you do respond to me. So I will actually get a practice to reach out to you more with something more than sup. And I want you to leave us, if you would, with some words of wisdom, some short and sweet words of wisdom from, um, and if if you want to give us some advice, I'm down for some advice too.
1: Okay. Here's some advice, Jason, (laughs) actually. You know, the words of wisdom that I have are, um, it's a post-it note that's in front of me and mm-hmm. I got them from, um, a conference a couple of years ago and it's keep your power, use your power, share your power.
0: Keep your power. I, yeah. That's awesome.
1: It's like great advice. And also it's a reminder that you always have the opportunity to empower yourself.
0: Yeah. Amazing, Erin! Um, congratulations on everything that's going on with the podcast, with the business, the difference you're making in the world, future, future manifestation. Congratulations on the relationship successes. Oh, we'll, have you, we'll have you back on again to see what's up with that again. If there's any um, interested parties, she's website. Her phone number's on there. <laughs> I just my only request, Erin, is that if you get anybody who asks you out within six miles, probably six miles. You're like, wait, this person's seven miles. They're obviously not, they're not, they might not be a bot. They can't you be a bot. If it's
1: seven miles, it can't, can't be a bot. If
0: you, if you create some sort of date for my podcast, I, this will, this whole year will be a success in the podcast. So you have to let me know.
1: Okay. You know what I'm going to start doing, Jason? I'm going to send potential dates, this link so that they listen. It's a win-win for both of us. <laughs>
0: that is because it's going to, they're going to spend an hour with you to be like, Hey, do I like this person? And they'll, and yeah, I love that. I,
1: They'll learn so much about me and you get a new audience member. There
0: you go. Oh, the win-wins are everywhere. Thanks so much, Aaron. Take care.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Talking to Cool People with Jason Frizzell. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and give us a shout out or take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. If something from today's episode piqued your interest and you'd like to connect, email us at podcast at jasonfrizzell.com. We love hearing from our listeners because you're cool people too.